Thunder Moneyball! Boom. All right. They did uh, escape rooms at that place too, right? That's the last time I, w I ever went there, I think. They had escape rooms? That seems... I'm pretty sure there was... A, I, I distinctly remember going once with my mom, my niece, and my nephew. And I thought that we went to that laser tag place. And then... The, oh, you're talking about... Oh, you're talking about Laser Quest. Yes. The place with the escape rooms. I don't rooms. know about that. I thought you were talking about the wilds. Oh, I was like, no. how in the hell? I don't, I don't even know what that <laughs> is. No. Okay. Uh... Uh, I love an escape room. I don't remember if they had. I'm sure they did, but we did not escape. So we're we're still <laughs> we're still there <laughs> for eternity. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Jeremy, you good? Yeah, sorry, I'm having some headphone issues, but I think I got it figured out now. Excellent. Yes, sir. How about them Bengals, huh, guys? Yeah, I'm still coming down from that. I was just I was like, oh, wait, we got to do a basketball podcast. Yeah, Joe that Burrow, a, that's the dude. Yeah, he's the dude. I remember you talking about him back in college, and he certainly seems to be and, an NFL special talent as well. For what it's worth, though, Kansas City's offensive line is immaculate. Yeah, they looked so good in the first half. I was like, the Bengals, <laughs> there's no way they're winning this game. Like Offense and defense in the first half, the Chiefs just looks like the team that should win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Yeah, and then 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 in the second half, their O-line and Patrick Mahomes looked like the worst team that's ever Booty. ever existed. It was bad. <laughs> I mean, they got what? 3 sacks in the second half. Yeah, there's something like that. Plus, Do you uh, think on that last No, no, that was Burrow uh, right through an interception. Yes. Well, no, he had one too. Mahomes had one too. Um but that last drive for Kansas City, do you think that they just strategized wrong and they tried to burn too much clock and didn't score when they could have scored? Well, Mahomes should have thrown it away when he got pushed back like 10 or 15 yards or whatever, and then he got sacked. Right. But they, what they wanted was the clock to keep running because they had three timeouts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously... I'm going to say no because it didn't work out for them, <laughs> but right. yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they could have handled that a little bit differently. He seemed a bit careless, honestly. Yeah, I mean, even even right there, the, the what was it? The first pass he had in overtime where he threw yeah. it out of bounds and it was like straight up almost picked off. Oh, it went right through his hands. It's like, what are you yeah. doing, man? You you can't. I don't know. He looked very relaxed when they won that coin toss going into overtime. I'm talking about Patrick mm. Mahomes. He just looked like, okay, we, we just won this thing now. Well, I mean, they, they and usually it had seems that, like that's the way <laughs> well, they, they won the exact same situation last week. I mean, they went into overtime. Yeah, they won the yeah. coin toss and he won, but I thought it was pretty crazy when, uh, I don't remember which one of the, the announcers was saying it, but no team has ever won back to back overtime games in right. the NFL playoffs. Right. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Well, I, I that's, wonder how many, uh, how many I, situations like that have ever even happened. Like overtime is right. not exactly a. It, feel, it doesn't feel like it's a super common thing, uh, especially in, the, in the football play, playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, NBA, yeah. Um, if you're a longtime listener, uh, you know that these playoff stats are my favorite stats that exist. 
that you're like, what? Someone found that. Um, but also, that's such a crazy thing to think about. How many have there been? How many uh, back-to-back opportunities has a team had to win overtime playoff games? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. Holmes could I don't, do it, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. I wonder what percentage of football games throughout NFL history, uh, playoff games, have resulted in overtime. I, I would imagine it's a very small minority, but I don't know. Right. I'll look it up. Because like those, what I mean by those stats is like when you get to the NBA playoffs, it'll be like no six man of the year has shot higher than 42% from the left corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in any playoff series. Yeah. There, yeah. Well, the, the, the beauty of the statistics is you can pretty much make anything you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I think I'm not sure when Uh, this article was. Oh, six days ago, this article was posted. Okay. This this says uh, since 1965, a total of 32 NFL playoff games have gone into overtime. Not that many. That's not many. That's a lot. A lot of years. (laughs) And then, how many playoff games are there a year now? I know it was different uh, back then. Well, I guess there's the the. Well, there's the Super Bowl, the two conference championships, and then the four games leading up to the conference championships. And then I think the, the round before that, the first round, that's kind of a newer thing. I don't know exactly how new. I, I mean, I think probably at least 10, yeah. 20 years, but not through the right. whole history. So probably around six to seven, five, five to seven per year, I guess. No. Yikes. Something like that. But even still, even if we lowballed it and said five a year, we're talking about, the percentage still being pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. And then having back-to-back games. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's funny. Crazy. Mahomes is known for his comebacks. And then as soon as, as, right. soon as they and went, third down. as soon as they went up 21, uh, nothing or 21, three, I forget what it was. I was like, something tells me this is not going to end the way they think it's going to end. Right. Yeah. We, well, like, I don't know. That's so interesting. And honestly, there was a definite game plan switch from the Bengals offensive coordinator. They found a way to get that receiver that whose name I can't remember. Higgins. Like on one-on-one coverage. Yeah. Higgins. That dude's he, good. He was unleashed. I had never heard of him before, but he, yeah, he, he definitely is. He was, he was very instrumental in getting them back into it. Mm-hmm. Just as much as Joe Burrow, honestly. Well, that running back Dixon too, or Mixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like He's, he yeah, played he with, with Joe Burrow. Is that right? Like, didn't they both play in? Oh, that would be cool. In, uh, uh, LSU. I can look it up. No, Mixon went to OU. He did. You're talking about yeah. You're talking about Joe Mixon, right? Why are there so many Joes? <laughs> yeah, but there was also Samaje on that team that went to OU. Yeah, I don't. Don't you remember there was that big controversy? Apparently, he like punched a girl in the face at a bar on campus corner or something because she oh, called him a racial dang. slur. Like it was a huge deal. It happened oh, during the I do football rem- season. I do remember that. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think that those were like the Samaj P Ryan years. Samaj P Ryan is one of my favorite players to ever play at OU. By the way, I I really like that dude. Very is. Lou Dort like. I just I just thought about that, and that might be a good transition yeah. for us. Yeah, as much as Ryan is built like Lou Dort, only for football. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched that Pacers game this morning. Um, very exciting, 
very exciting basketball, as we often get from the OKC Thunder, even when they lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dewart was huge in that overtime, you know, hitting two threes. And, and then unfortunately, he just uh, got the ball picked and and then the Pacers took care of business down the stretch. But yeah, that was uh, one of, I, that may be the biggest heartbreaker of the season so far for me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know how. I think there's there's been there's been a few, especially recently. There's been a few games where we have had the lead in the fourth and we've lost. Then they've all kind of been, yeah. felt like heartbreakers. I mean, this one was a heartbreaker because uh, Shea got hurt. That's kind right. of a, a, a bad thing. Yeah, but truth. at the same time, whenever we're last at points per game and last at offensive rating and twenty seventh in net rating, we we barely score a hundred points a game in a league now where like one hundred and fifteen, one hundred twenty points is kind of your goal. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the numbers look like at the end of the season because based on uh the rule changes that they made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, you brought this up, Eddie, in the thread, and I think it's kind of a good topic because I've also had Shea Dort comparisons going through my head. But, I mean, if you look at the contract Shea is currently on, and I know he's been in the league a little longer than Lou Dort, actually exactly one season longer. But <clears throat> if you look at their contracts, um, it does not reflect their play on the court, meaning you said that you thought the gap between talent or quality of play between Shea and Dort is smaller than you once anticipated. And I, I happen to agree. I mean, there's, there's times where SGA looks like an all-star. There's times where Dort looks like he could be an all-star. And you think about their skill sets. I mean, Shea can definitely do things that Dort can't do, but Dort can do things that Shea can't do too. So it is, it is kind of an interesting comparison. It's, it's also a reminder that Dort's going to have to get paid here in a year or two. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about Lou Dort and and Shea possibly being a tandem and not so much Shea being like a star player that leads our team? Okay, uh, I, the, the question I was going to ask is, who? How do we really view Shea? Because there are superstar all stars that are not like leaders of a team, and I'm kind of deciding that maybe that's the direction that Shea is headed. Because in my brain, I'm like. If we bring someone else here to play with Shay, then we're probably talking about them being the person. I don't know why. I think I just don't. It might be I've, that Chris Paul year, honestly, because yeah. that year, Shay seemed to play flawlessly in some games. I mean, I honestly <laughs> yeah. remember that thinking that like, man, Shay can do no wrong. I mean, sure. He missed shots and stuff, but every player misses shots. Yeah. Um. I mean, there may be something to that. I mean, there may be something to to Shea not being a good vocal leader. Uh, maybe he he needs to be someone's Robin, if you will, to their Batman. Yeah, I, it's hard to say because I I'm looking at Shea's numbers this season, and you know, there was a while whenever we were talking about Shea being like one of the more efficient shooters in the league. And this year he's yeah. pretty much the worst volume shooter in the game. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that is just the fact that people have caught on to him now. And now he's getting uh, appropriate defensive treatment. 
Yeah, he definitely does get more attention from defenses he, than he, he did last year and that year with Chris Paul. I will say that he has not figured out how to play that yet. And it's it's pretty clear yeah. when we wa- when I watch him play. I mean, he he ha- it is the exact opposite of the of the way it used to be where he was like silky smooth. Uh everything mm-hmm. looked easy. Everything is just a complete chore for him in the games now. Anything any anytime he has to drive, I mean, it feels like he has to take on the entire defense all at the same time. He's not really hitting his jump shots. I mean, it just looks like he's he's working really hard for kind of you know barely above average results. Um, I don't know the the reason I said that was one because it seems like Dort is just so so insanely fearless. Like he has. He has no fear at all, and that has led to him showing out and doing things I don't think anyone really necessarily expected for him to do. I mean, he right. he makes a lot of threes. He shoots a lot of threes, uh, but he also drives the ball like – I mean, he drives like Russ used to drive. Yeah. Um, but he's like a much thicker, bigger person, <laughs> so it yeah. just seems kind of kind of crazy. Um so it was, it was kind of a, a two-sided thing. Like I, one, I think Dort is better than than people think. But I also am. I don't know. I don't want to like say that I'm I'm losing hope in Shea. But I, it just it doesn't feel like this season has been been as big of a step forward as I had hoped that it would have been. I mean, yeah, I agree look with at, that. We were talking last year when like the Grizzlies were in that in the playoffs and jaw was showing out. And I remember thinking like, man, I can't wait for Shay to get into that position. But right now, like, and I, I was saying back then, you know, well, before the Grizzlies did that, before jaw really had its coming out party, I, I felt for sure that Shay was better than jaw, but like that would be a, an insane person's thing to say right now. Like that's not, there's <laughs> yeah. not even, it's not even close. There's, there's no comparison, yeah. frankly. And so, like, I'm waiting for Shea to take that sort of step forward and to do the stuff that Jaw's doing right now. I mean, it's not going to be the exact same. He's not as explosive, and he's not going to, like, completely blow you away with, with some of that stuff. But he has the ability to to take over games and win games the way Jaw does. At least I hope he does. I, I think that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Shea and Dort can both get to the basket pretty easily i mean they both have ways where they can find their way to the basket but they go about it completely different i mean lou dork bullies his way in there essentially shay tries to be silky and smooth but as you alluded to eddie it's not as effective as it has been in the past probably because he's getting more aggressive attention from defenses but it's interesting yeah and like i'm looking at shay's three-point shooting right now is it it's abysmal. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, Dort's, Dort's is not great either, but I, I'd say Dort's is respectable, you know? So, But we're talking about all field goal percentages, though. Like, Eddie had already said this. Like, he's not – he's shooting 42% from the field. And as a guard that's, like, most supposed to be attacking the basket, that's uh, – Yeah. That's yeah. not good. It's, he is getting the free throw line the most he's ever gotten to, though. Yeah, so. I mean, he, he's still going at it. And I, that is respectable, and that's something he needs to do. And it could be he's just following a path that other, you know, the other players have followed before, where, you know, you have you have uh, 
because no one knows who you are and no one kind of treats you like they don't know the game plan against you. You can take advantage of that and show out for a long time. But at a certain point there that the defenses will change and you have to learn to adapt. And it, it doesn't feel like he's really figured out how to do that yet. But the free throw numbers are proof that, like he's trying. <laughs> he is at least attempting and trying to figure out how to get through, like how to play his game uh, around the defenses. So that's respectable right. at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still early for him too. I mean, he just started. I mean, his max contract is brand new pretty much. I mean, we haven't even been through barely half a season um, where he's, he's getting serious, serious money. And really the money doesn't kick in until next year, but yeah, I, I mean, as a Thunder fan, I'm going to continue to be patient with him because I see that he is a brilliant basketball mind and he's very talented and he is kind of a unique talent in the league. But I'll tell you this, if he was on another team and I knew he was getting a max contract, I would say that is not looking so good right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's kind of how I feel as well. Yeah, so that's so when we talk about that uh, gap between them being not so large for me, it's a little bit more saying that Shea is maybe not uh, a team. You know, he's just not his ceiling is right now does not feel um, so far away. I'm sure. Yeah, his actual his actual ceiling is of bananas depending on the things that he can develop but yeah yeah what do you guys i think we may have talked about this on a past podcast but let's revisit this topic what do you think he needs to add to his offensive game to be more of a threat does he need an elbow jumper like russ developed does he need to develop that push shot that we see every now and then well from i was him gonna say we he's keep, sometimes we keep, effective with we keep telling giddy that he needs to learn that floater i think that if shay could do that that opens several things because Definitely. I think it, I think it makes it a little bit easier for him to play off him a bit. So if he wanted to really pay attention to his shot, because his shot is slow, that's part of why his three point. Uh, he yeah. also gets a lot of time bombs. You know, he gets a lot of end of the shot clock. He, he chunk that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, so that's true. He doesn't hold back, which is part of the reason his yeah. field goal percentage is so bad. Yeah, I mean, he's not afraid to take shots, which is what you want. I'd rather have someone that's mm-hmm. not afraid than than someone that will hold back. I mean, I don't think that. There was a single time in Kevin Durant's entire career in Oklahoma City where he took an end of the, like a bad shot at the end of the bu- the shot clock or whatever. Right. Like he he, he yeah. would refuse to take those because he didn't want his field goal percentage to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, we just talked about. I, sorry, go ahead well, before I switch I, topics. I, I almost I almost wonder if it's if it's something that Shea needs or if it's just the the team needs to help him. And I, they need a big person. They need a big person. Well, I think that we need person. we need more people to 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 for the defense to have to think about and have to consider. I mean, if Josh Giddy were to become a reliable three point shooter, which is very right. much within the pot realm of possibility, like that would do a lot of good for Shea's game. Mm-hmm. Because if you have to start respecting Josh Giddy uh, at the three point line and not just uh, off the dribble, like that's going to that's going to open up the open up everything for Shea. I mean Dort already or is helping you, that. Um but I think that we yes. need, there needs to be more. If there was the for me I think the perfect perfect scenario is you have a big man like a 68 69ish 
someone that's got the energy and the and the 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 you know the gumption of like a John Collins, but could shoot like Lamarcus Aldridge from everywhere, like between fourteen and eighteen feet, because that pick and roll would be a nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, Jerry's got a pretty good touch in terms of jump yeah. shot. I mean, I, I think of all the bigs that's on true. our team, he's probably the one that is the most reliable uh, outside of mm-hmm. like Moose, Moose. Um, right. Because if you had a pick and pop or just pick and roll situation with someone who's athletic but could also shoot, then that would be game over. Because the poisons are many in the pick your poison scenario, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, yeah, it feels like we have a lot of a lot of like potential to fix the problem uh, on this team. It's just it just feels like it's just not ready yet. Like we're just undercooked. Yeah. <laughs> It, I, which yeah. is not a fun thing to think about because it's like, you know, the flashy, sexy thing is to think about who who we could slot in that would make this suddenly better, right. make everything click. But I think that the reality is it's just like it, these guys need more time to play. And well, and that's kind of my point. Like the person I'm talking about doesn't really exist in this league right now in the way that I'm thinking about it, where they're like insanely athletic and are terrifying on a pick and roll, but can shoot like that well from the elbow where you have to respect both that like really puts the defense in a bind. Yeah. Kind of like an old school Serge Ibaka. Man. Yeah. That, yeah. That, right after he developed his shot, that yeah. mid range mm-hmm. pop, that pick and pop him and Russ, man, that was just money. I swear that was money. Like 90% yeah, of the dude, time, he, every I time mean, they he, ran he that was the best mid range shooter on the team. For the like, basically yeah. the, the entire time that team was together, even better than Kevin. Yeah. But Kevin, Man. Kevin was dealing with the same problem that Shea is, which is like yeah. suddenly everyone in the world knows that you are a bad man and they aren't going to stop you. <laughs> yep. Search was getting That's an interesting thought. How many almost stars just got killed by not being surrounded? Well, see Andrew Wiggins right now. Look at look, right. Andrew Wiggins was a number one pick. And he struggled for so many years trying to be like the number one guy in Minnesota. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's not the number one or the number two or really even the number three guy in Golden State. And he's a freaking all-star. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. That's how I feel about the NBA fan vote. Get rid of it. The NBA fan vote's <laughs> stupid. Let him vote on something else. It's stupid. Get rid of it. You know what's not to change topics, but did you know that Luca got zero media votes? Zero. Ooh. Not a single member Why? of the media. Why? Wow. Dude, what did he do? He to had start. to have done something. Yes. Sucks. <clears throat> they they don't like him for some reason, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really interesting. I mean zero. Yeah. But you know, I I think that there's a lot of potential on this team, and I think that it could all work together. One thing I have been noticing recently that has been a little concerning is that it really, like, I'm, I don't, and maybe you guys see it and I just don't see it, but it doesn't feel like we have, like, an offense. Like, it doesn't feel like we really (laughs) run any kind of sets. Like, it's always a matter of someone has to do something. And then if, if the plan A does not work, our hustle and our effort gets us with a plan B. That's almost always how everything successful happens for the team. I mean, yeah, right. It, I don't, maybe I just don't see uh, a lot of other, like, it just feels like this is the same old, 
it's a it maybe a slightly different flavor of the same old Thunder style that always has been, which is to rely on your athleticism and hope for the best. And I'm not, yeah. I, I don't know, like I, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, like an indictment on Dignall or the coaching staff. I still think that that they're the exact perfect fit for this team. And, you know, maybe maybe that will develop itself with time. Um, but I don't know. That part of it just kind of worries me. And it, it is part of the reason that I think that we are watching Shea and, like, struggle so much. I mean, really, everyone on the team is struggling. And no one's shooting well. And it just seems like part of that it could be resolved with, I don't know, some offense, <laughs> some, <laughs> some like actual plays. Maybe I, I just don't see it. Be- yeah. At the beginning of the year, I felt that Dagnalt really had them moving off the ball on offense. Like everyone moved all the time and they rotated and they uh, passed to open shooters and they passed to other open shooters. And then they tried to kick it down to the rim for, a, you know, that is happening less and less, I think. But I, I think that is the offense, you know, just them running around and everyone kind of contributing equally. <laughs> However, it's not working. It was, it was, it looked much more, uh, I, I, I don't know. I had more faith in it at the beginning of the season, but now you're right, Eddie. They, this team just right. has trouble scoring, so it's not necessarily working as well as uh, it, it's intended to. Maybe the players just need to grow into it a little bit, too. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe. I don't know. I, it just seems like every time I see, every time I watch them play, it's like they'll make a pass or two. Maybe they'll someone will set a pick, and then it'll either whoever has the ball will, you know, square up and take his man one-on-one or pass it at the last second to a three-point shooter for a contested yeah, shot. Yeah, step back. Yeah. Or, or a step back or, you know, like Dort, Trey do Dort or Mann or Wiggins or uh, Milk or like any number of guys will drive it, you know, and they, they, they're good at finishing around the rim. They're, they're crafty. They, have, they can figure it out. And we're good at following up. And getting rebounds. Um, and like the effort is there. I, I mean, that's you don't get you're not competitive in games without effort. I mean, unless you were just absolutely insanely overly talented that you have to you have to try in order to be competitive. And I think all of the losses could be a product of just being competitive, but not really knowing what it is you're tr- you're doing. It's it could just all be a product of just having a young team. That could it could be that simple. Yeah. There may not even be any reason to talk about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a young team, we're about to get younger too, because Shay's out for the better part of a month with uh I think it's a right ankle. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right ankle. Went spring. down in that Pacers game. So some guys are gonna get some opportunities that they weren't getting before. Some guys are gonna get more minutes than they have gotten. Um I'm actually kind of energized by this not the fact that Shay's hurt but the fact that the team is going to get kind of a shake up a little bit that their quote-unquote best player is out and the rotations are going to be different guys are going to be putting up more shots what do you think it looks like well I mean he was out for a while earlier this season um at least I thought that he was wasn't he he yeah Shows he's missing. He missed two games in November. Yeah, and he, then he, one in December. Uh, this is definitely the most extended 
time this that will, he'll miss. Yeah, outside of last season. But, you know, one yeah. thing I will expect to see is I expect to see um, they're probably going to bring Teo back uh, from the G League. He's been playing really, really well in the G League, so they're going to give right. him more opportunity. I think he played against the Pacers. Uh, I expect to see Ty Jerome uh, handling the ball a lot more because that's what he was doing. Yeah. And I, I expect to see a whole lot of Dort. Dort's going to be the, <laughs> the man the man right now. He's going to take a lot of shots. He's probably going to take, like, at least seven or eight threes in every single game Shay's out. <laughs> he may make yeah. one. He may make five. But he'll probably take at least eight. I feel yeah. like he takes close to that now. Let me see how much yeah, he he's made. Averaging. He, made, he took nine in that in the against, against the Pacers, which seems on brand. He he does. He's not afraid to chuck them. Yeah, I see a good shooter in him. I really do. He takes I don't seven, think he's quite seven and there a half yet. A game. <laughs> that's yeah, so, seven and a half. So crazy. To he me. could average double digit attempts from the three point line he, for the next month or so. You know what is a, is upsetting is he only averages three and three point three free throw attempts. I just don't think that he gets respect at the line. He's so man. big, yeah. When he drives to the rim, he's so big and burly. Like refs, you know, just see him bullying his way down there. That's probably why he doesn't get a lot of attention. I mean, we're already at the point where I'm I'm seeing Shea get calls that he should not get, and I'm like, fine, that's okay. That's uh that's we'll call it, it all averages we'll, out. We'll call that the max contract bonus right there. But like Dort <laughs> does not get the calls that he should get, in my opinion. It's it's upsetting because he gets there's contact on every one of his drives, and yeah, he causes a lot of it, but uh, it doesn't change the fact that it's like it should still be called. I think. Oh, definitely. What do you? Wh- so who would you start? Um. Hmm. Well, our our center position has kind of been a revolving door. Uh, I like JRE in that spot, though. I do too. Yeah, I, so, I'd stick with JRE. You know, I think that you could you could slot in Milk. You could slot in Trey Mann. You could slot in Andrew Wiggins. I think any of those mm-hmm. three would be really good starts. You could start Kenrich if you really really wanted to try. Um. I don't think that they will ever start him, though. No, I think him and Moose are bench energy it guys. It could be beneficial to us if we really wanted to try to maximize a return on a potential trade for Kenrich to start him now for, like, the last two weeks before the trade deadline just to, like, get him out there and, like, get him some more minutes so, like, maybe he can make a flashy, you know, make it onto Twitter or something, get some, yeah. get some eyeballs. I don't see that. Is his con- contract expiring this year? Is this the last year of his contract? I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh, By the way, no, I was just he, curious, making, so I he's looked up two million next year. There, oh, it's okay, non guaranteed. Okay, all right. Um, quick aside, I was curious, so I looked up how many attempts Steph Curry has from the three point line this season. Any guesses? Um, this season so far? Yeah, I mean average, average per game. Oh, per game he he oh, probably takes game. nine. I was gonna say seven and a half or eight. Twelve point six. <laughs> Last crazy. year was twelve point seven. Listen, okay. If any player in the history <laughs> of the league is allowed to take twelve threes a game, he's the one. Uh, although all that to say, he has not been over fifty percent shooting in back to back games since December. So it's like early December. 
He's been playing yeah, like a yeah. doo-doo the last two months. Yeah, his percentage is only... Uh, and it's it's under thirty eight percent, which is great, obviously, but that's significantly down from oh, last year for forty two percent. That's like four or five percent less than his average, his career average. Yeah, he is, career average he is, is almost forty three. This is definitely like without a doubt, probably the worst basketball he's played since like his rookie season. He is not playing well at all right now. We, it, I, it's funny because he broke that record, and before he broke that record, he was on a tear, like he was an MVP. Uh, front runner and now like since he broke that record it's like he lost all of his powers <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just the thing he had his eye on and now he's gonna kind of do the lebron thing and take a little break and then kick it off when the playoffs start i don't know i don't know what goes through the mind of an nba superstar probably lots of things he's probably just wanting to play golf <laughs> like like jr yeah. smith like jr smith yeah in nil golfer uh that's <laughs> well it's gonna be uh fun i mean i'll use that word i think it'll be fun without shay to see these other guys and they have some opponents coming up that are not of great quality as well i think the next several games they play are teams that are not slated to make the uh, nba playoffs this year so you know, maybe we'll get some wins. Maybe we'll string together some wins. Uh, maybe it'll kind of put some new energy into the team, uh, having their superstar out. Uh, we'll see. I'm here for it. It's been it's been very upsetting to watch of late because we've had leads in all these games. Yeah. Ever since yeah. the Nets game, we played the Cavs, the Mavs, the Spurs, the Hornets, the Cavs again, the Bulls, and the Pacers. Pretty sure we had a lead in every one of those games at one point or yeah, another. Yeah, that Bulls game was kind of a heartbreaker too. Uh, we play the port. We yeah. play the Blazers twice this week, which Yay. tells me that we should get at least one win this week. <laughs> we may, we may not beat yeah. Dallas. Sacramento could also be iffy. Tyrese Halliburton is kind of going crazy right now. Yeah, he's good. I would like to see us make a trade for him, but I'm not sure that we could do that. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Presti has made calls about it, but he is young Who and he on? is very good. Tyrese Halberton. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've also talked about him before. Definitely on this team. Yeah. Yeah. When we yeah. played the Kings last time, he was, he showed up. He was a part of the discussion uh, about the Ben Simmons to Sacramento thing, but Sacramento pulled out of that because they wanted too much for Ben Simmons, which is like, I mean, we talked we talked about ben simmons enough uh yeah all-star starters named uh i think for the most part the nba fans got it right because it's really obvious except for andrew wiggins which is maybe the dumbest all-star starter in the history of the league i'd have to look into that to make sure but uh yeah i mean i don't even think he would have made the reserves do you guys and the fans voted him as a starter um, because uh, the coaches pick it's yeah, it's not just the fans. The fans get fifty percent of the the weight. I think they get fifty percent weight, and then oh no, I was talking about reserves. I was like the coaches pick reserves. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I, I don't I, know. I, I mean, he's playing all right. I mean, he, he if he yeah if if he were coming off the bench this season, he I would say he's right up there as a front runner for the six man uh, award. I mean, they're they're playing relatively well. They they win. The fact that they've been winning even with Steph Curry Curry playing like doo doo, 
I mean, that has to say something about like his contributions. He's got the numbers. Um, in terms Does of does he like, have the numbers? He, he, I'm looking at his numbers right it's now. Like 17 points a game, something like that. 18. Yeah, I mean that's decent. It's not. It's not probably all star starter worthy. I mean that is definitely I, not all star starter I worthy. <laughs> I don't think that he should have been a starter over either Chris Paul or Devin Booker, um, or Luca, or Luca. I mean Luca. I'm even trying. I thought that he was a starter. No, I don't think so. No, I think I think it's not. LeBron, Steph, uh, Jokic. Andrew Wiggins and who's the other one in the West? I'm trying to remember who would it be? Oh, John Morant, which is cool, very cool. Yes. Well, yeah, they shouldn't have Luca as a freaking guard. That's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's another problem with all of this. He shouldn't be a guard. I'm trying to find the the overall rules and like how the actual the the starters are decided because I do remember they made the change where it was not a solely fan vote, but it like it still didn't fix the problem. The fans should have like very little say. <laughs> like, how about what? they vote on like the like the dunk contest? You know, how about they vote on that? You know, the fans tweet live on the dunk contest and they decide the winner that's much better than than picking the starters or having a part in picking the starters i mean the only reason that that's happening is because i mean the fans are the people that are watching they need people to watch that game yeah 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 that's true i guess uh the east Kevin Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan. I think this is right. Trey Young is the one where I'm like, uh, maybe there would be someone better in that spot. But I think the other – I'm actually not totally familiar with Joe, Joel Embiid's contributions this year. Oh, uh, he's on my fantasy team, and he, uh, I got to say he's, he's been the, killing he's it. He's the MVP, dude. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. Okay. He is uh, – I mean, Shaq said that this is the closest thing that he's ever seen to anyone play to him. Basically. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, cool. I, mean, I need to pay more attention to the 76ers, I guess. Jokic has an argument always because Jokic and Giannis always will have an argument. It's really like those three guys. Like, you could give them all the MVP, and I don't think that I would have a problem with, with uh, any of it. But, yeah, Joel Embiid right now is, like, insane. He is playing insane basketball. Ah, well, good for him. Deserving starter. Maybe there's a better guard than Trey Young, but maybe not. I honestly don't know. I'd have to look closer at the numbers and all that. But DeMar DeRozan, you know, definitely deserves it. Kevin, I guess, deserves it. Giannis definitely deserves it. And it sounds like Joel, Joel Embiid definitely deserves it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything that they could have changed for the East. I think that they got it, they got it perfect. It'll be interesting to see who who is uh, Kevin's sub, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he can't play, right? He's injured. Right. I don't yeah, know so how... Pick. To, to be a sub, do you have to, like, make it into the second round with the coaches? Is that how it works? Like, they pick the sub from the what the coaches... I don't know. Or? Because, uh, honestly, Silver picks every replacement. 
like that's a commissioner pick. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this has literally never happened before in the modern format of captains picking players on their team. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that, but no, that is a very good, uh, also another point. Like, is he going to, is Kevin still going to do the draft for his team? (laughs) I think he is. Even though he doesn't get to play (laughs) straight up the general manager right there. Like, (laughs) although with the way that with LeBron being out and he's hurt right now, there's, I mean, I suppose there is a chance that he could miss the game too. I would not like to see that, but yeah, yeah. Well, I'll watch it no matter what. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who makes the uh, reserves in both conferences because I think there are going to be some new faces with all the injuries and everything right. else that has happened uh, this year with COVID and, and all that stuff. So that that should be interesting. And I, I always enjoy seeing new faces in the all-star team, you know, like letting some of the new guys beat out some of the older guys that just get in there because of a lifetime achievement award, essentially. I'm really glad DeMar DeRozan got back in there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Me too. You know, I watched that, that bulls game against the thunder, but I mean, they, they weren't full strength. The bulls weren't, they didn't have DeMar DeRozan that night. They didn't have someone else that is pretty important to their, rotation i can't remember who lonzo was he out uh, i think he was out yeah lonzo or no caruso out, yeah. caruso's been out too because he because of the freaking oh man yeah. that freaking the grayson, grayson allen, allen thing allen yeah. crap yeah oh my gosh i yeah. was so mad when i saw that <laughs> yeah i i've seen that that replay a few times now too um yeah i, I mean they seem to be a pretty quality team i i totally I didn't totally see it when they played the Thunder, but they had those important players out, so that's understood, you know. But yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be interesting in the playoffs that team, you know, because they're they're a team that has a lot of weapons, but they're also like a new team on the block, you know. Like most of those players have not had significant playoff experience and stuff. But um, I, I like the fact that the Chicago Bulls are are good again, and people are starting to pay attention to them more. The NBA, right. the NBA is better whenever the Bulls are good. Same could be said for the Knicks, although unfortunately I don't know that they I, – I think like that they – I don't – they're allergic to being good. They don't – it's impossible for them to actually maintain being good for any length of time. <laughs> the Knicks have been so bad to mediocre for so many years that there's actually a joke about it in a Pixar movie. <laughs> it's true there's a joke wow. about it in soul and soul is an excellent movie if you guys haven't watched it i highly, oh, highly I recommend have. it i saw it when it came out yeah it's it's really good i've watched it like five times i'm a fan i think zach, zach levine will probably be picked as a reserve uh so they'll have two all-stars i mean mm-hmm. i think this team could make some noise as long as as oh definitely uh, alex caruso comes back I mean, I would give them a shot against any team in the East, honestly. Oh, definitely. I'm so happy for them. The trade deadline is coming up, gentlemen, very quickly, actually. I think it's like next week sometime, correct? Uh, like ten, February ten 10th. 10th. Or, or, yeah. Well, 11 days. Um, I There will be some movement. 
uh, with the OKC Thunder. I don't know how minor or major it will be, but there will be something that happens. I'm not sure what. But, um, Victor, you said you had been kind of perusing the internet space and saw some uh, trade rumors that you'd like to discuss on the show. I'm kind of out of the loop with Thunder trade rumors and just general trade rumors besides Ben Simmons stuff because that's all over the place everywhere. So what have you guys been hearing? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, boy. Um, well, let me pull up my notes. <laughs> oh, you made notes. Awesome. It's just, you know. Well, because it's all the Ben Simmons stuff. Also, people just kept randomly tweeting, welcome to Chicago or something like that to <laughs> Ben Simmons. <laughs> and I was like, I was like having a panic attack. That would be so, so silly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're, they already have a Ben Simmons, but he's better. His name is Lonzo Ball. I don't understand why they. <laughs> Lonzo can actually shoot uh, a little bit. He actually takes shots. <laughs> he didn't have to make them. He actually shoots the ball. Uh, it's it's a little bit of both. There are trade rumors and then like definitely shutting down of any trade speculation where like the Sacramento is like, we are not shopping deer and Fox. <laughs> like they're just like, that's not going to happen. Sorry about it. Which I don't um, based on what I've seen from Halliburton. Like, I don't know, man. It kind of feels like maybe they should. They might should. They should shop Fox because and it, keep Halliburton. <laughs> they were thinking about shopping him and trying to get Domas. And I was like, is Sacramento going to actually win out on this particular season of transactions? Or are they going to keep being bad? Like, I don't know whether or not to believe, like, at some point something's got to give and they got to do something right <laughs> or <laughs> or not or continue being the same. Yeah, I think that the the big, big things to watch, I think, will be what happens with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Domas and um, uh, Miles. Yeah, Miles Turner. What, yeah. what happens, whatever happens to those guys, I think that one or both of them will probably be gone by the trade deadline. I think, I think Domas, right. if he, if they could have gotten him to Sacramento without getting rid of Fox or Halliburton, that would have been a somewhat legit team. Like I would have been interested to see what, the, what that, those three guys could play together. Um, exactly. But man, wherever miles Turner goes, like is going to be better instantly. I, I don't. Right. Unfortunately, what do you guys think about him in OKC? I mean, he fits. Would that work? He fits a need. Uh, he would. He does definitely shore up uh, our rim protector spot. I don't know how. How is his shooting? Can he shoot? I, I was about to look up his stats. And be like, yeah. I don't know if I want him. I know that he's yeah. like the the like the one of the best rim protectors. He and Gobert are probably the two best rim protectors. But I don't know if he can shoot. Yeah, I'm not, I I'm not sure. I don't that think we that were, he can, but we need to look up the numbers on that. It feels like okay. the Thunder are heading in the direction of like we want every player to be able to do all the things all always. Like we want all hybrid. We players. are a European team. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, the, really. See. So Miles, he's okay on nine attempts a game. He's fifty percent from the field for a big man, which you know you, you want them to kind of be in the mid or mid to high fifties. Yeah, most of those are dunks. I'm sure. Yeah, he is shooting four threes a game and shooting thirty three percent from three. Well, really? Oh wow! Thirty three percent is not great, but it's also. I mean, I've seen worse. Yeah. We have worse on our team. <laughs> we so have worse he, on our team in the starting lineup. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's taking two and a half free throws a game and shooting seventy five percent. That seems really low. Uh, it sounds like they just don't really use him in the offense very much. 
Right. It would be. He's unhappy there, right? Hasn't he spoken yeah. out about he, that? He wants. He wants a, a bigger role. I think. Um, he is still at a league leading two point eight blocks per game. Yep. Thirteen points a game on those nine shots. All right, I'm going to draw up a trade for Miles Turner real quick. Give me a second, y'all. Continue <laughs> talking. I mean, I, I, I most of my trade energy is spent thinking about what the Lakers need, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they have they have no mobility at all. That, that I don't nope. I don't think they can do anything. Can't do anything with anybody? It makes Everyone it makes me to. so upset. I'm so I'm just so sad. But also, uh, while Jeremy's looking that up, Jeremy Grant has little interest in joining, uh, like, you know, anywhere where he's not the primary offensive option. Like, are you trying to be in Orlando? Like, what does he want? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that is another interesting thing. I saw that he didn't really want to go play uh, behind LeBron and AD. Um, yeah. Which is like, I get it, but also, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, you. <laughs> it's like, who do you really think you are? You I could, you. you could go, you could, I mean, you could go well up and win a championship. Like, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's exactly what the Lakers would need, though. The Lakers just need anything kind of that will make them, the, the, any person on the floor that will help them win games. Right. <laughs> They've now lost, uh, after their loss today, they have 12 games this season where they were up by double digits and lost the game. That leads the league. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, LeBron didn't play, I mean, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that team. I think um, it'd be interesting to see what Philadelphia does, not just with Ben Simmons, but like trying, because obviously, you know, they still don't really have like a point guard that's going to actually like be there. So even if they don't trade Ben Simmons, like it'll be interesting to see if they find someone to shore up that position. Right. They've been doing well. I mean, without him. So, you know, they're third in the East. They've got 30 wins. And the top four seeds in the East all have – all top five seeds in the East all have 30 wins. Uh, we were talking about wow. playing Portland. I don't know if you guys have seen what Nurkic has done in the last four games, but he's been going off. <laughs> Probably being a jerkich. I do see that they, they've <laughs> like, won three of their last five. Yeah. Five of the last uh, eight yeah, they, like we're talking 29, 17, 6, 18, 14, 2, 21, 22, 22, 20, or 22, 14. Like he's, he is active in the paint. Man, they're eight and six in January. Jeez. Wait, that can't be right. Yeah, no, that's right. I That's crazy. They haven't had Dame play at all this year, like this calendar year. And they're eight and six. That's... Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't they don't deserve to win these games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I they ha- lost one of the top seventy five players of all time and they're still winning. <laughs> uh, I did see right. that um uh there's been some talk about them finally being willing to move CJ McCollum because I guess Anthony Simmons Simons, whatever have you say his name, has kind of been balling out yeah. lately. I'm not sure. Let me yeah. read his numbers. I believe it's Simons, yeah. Do you guys think there's any truth to James being a sixer next year? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, the Nets are just so, 
they're so weird. They still don't feel like a team to me, just like last year. They, it just it's just weird. It feels like a weird collection of players that go play games every now and then. Where are they even? Yeah, they've fallen down to the sixth seed. They were at one point the top seed in the East, and they're now the sixth seed. Like yeah. twenty nine and twenty is that's like Dallas. Dallas is twenty nine and twenty one. And Dallas has been playing really well. Dallas actually has the best defense in January, I think. Oh wow. I don't know, man. I don't I just don't I don't think that it's I don't think that what they're doing is right. I mean, I don't think that they should <laughs> have a halftime player. I mean Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's weird. Uh I don't see a path for them to get to the finals when the playoffs start in the East. Cause the East is maybe more stacked than it has been since I've been an NBA fan. Um, I mean, you just said a top five teams have 30 wins, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, they, Kevin at, Durant at is this, still Kevin Durant at this point. It seems like that they should probably try to tank to the bottom half of the conference so that they don't have to worry about getting home home court advantage. Uh, for the playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So maybe oh, may, maybe they're happy that's in so the six dumb. seed. It's so dumb. It's so, so stupid. Dumb. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. That's so dumb. I'm so happy that like guys like <laughs> Chuck have just flat out come out and said like, this is just n- not respectable. It's not respectable what you guys are doing in the game of basketball. <laughs> I don't I, like it either. I'm not sure that James is very happy about being in that situation. I mean, especially because yeah. I mean, now that Ke- now that be? Kevin's out, it's like James is just reliving the Houston days all over again. Like he's the only one Oof, that can go out there is and play. Not what he went there for, right? That's not why he went there. He's made very clear this season. Like I'm here. I'm not here to like put up the crazy scoring and all that. I want to win a championship. But like <laughs> now, here why? he is, and they have to rely on him. I yeah. Oof. I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, I would, uh, I would give, I would give basically every other team in the playoffs in the East right now a shot if they were to play Brooklyn. Like, right, definitely Charlotte, definitely. I would definitely give them a shot against Brooklyn, Toronto. I mean, they had that three overtime game against Miami. Uh, oh yeah, was that, that today was or yesterday? I don't, I don't remember yesterday. I that think. was, I believe it was Friday. I think. I think it was Friday. Whenever yeah. it was. I mean, then you got teams like Atlanta. Atlanta's won six or seven in a row now. Boston still Which is sad because their record around. is still like three under five hundred. I know they they <laughs> they're they're coming on, I guess, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, Washington is going to implode. With every free yeah. everything I've seen, there seems like that I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they move Dinwiddie. Um, he doesn't seem very happy about being there, and I don't think that they really are happy about. I don't think that Beal is happy about him being there. I've read some hmm. stuff that makes it seem like Bradley Beal may be a bit of a, a toxic problem for that locker room. Unfortunately, I think mm. that he is, you know, he is the Wizards, and if he decides he wants to stay, he'll give him a max contract, and it'll be his team. It's an in- interesting situation with him, too. It seems like almost the same like what we were talking about with Shea. Like, I just wonder if he's the right kind of guy that you could l- like build a team around. I mean, it hasn't worked yet, right? And they've been trying for a long time. They've been trying time. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they 
They tried it's just so crazy, John Wall. Man. They tried with Russell Westbrook. When Russ know. was there, like there were no locker room problems with that team. There was never a hint of any of that. They all played. Yeah, did, they all played hard, and they played hard because Russ plays hard. And that, like everyone always mm-hmm. said, that he was the, he was the leader of that team. I don't know. As soon as he goes, yeah. like it's either him or Scott Brooks. Like you got to give one of them credit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. That's true. I mean, they have a much better lineup this year than they did last yeah. year, even after losing Russell Westbrook. I think anyone would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Miles Turner to OKC for Derek Favors, Kenrich Williams, and Isaiah Roby. Who says no? I don't think anyone says no. Mm. <laughs> uh, Indiana probably. Oh says no. no. <laughs> I'd say no also because I'm trying to keep at least one of those dudes for a different trade later. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about how how Kenrich could could maybe be Yeah, Kenrich probably needs to be involved in a little bit. I don't know. Miles Turner could change this team for the better though. I I I I'm starting I don't to believe think that. he's a three person. I'll give him one of those guys in a second round maximum. I was going to say like our assets are <laughs> mostly uh, in, in, in picks these days. I think that they're more valuable than the players necessarily. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we could really, we could realistically probably get any player we wanted because we could literally just throw the entire future at them. And I don't think, like, I don't <laughs> think anyone would say and the no best to part something. is it's, it, so much of it is other people's futures. Like it's like, right. It's so great. <laughs> I wonder if we yep. could trade our, the Clippers first round picks back to them. <laughs> <laughs> is that allowed? I, don't I know. have no idea. I have no idea. I wonder if that's I'm ever not sure happened they before. have anything we want. I mean, no, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really care to have Kawhi or Paul George back on. This I don't team. know. I feel like you just don't accept that because it's a bit of a slap in the face from the other team. Like, you know what? Why don't you just have these? You need them more than we do. You clearly are going to need these more than we are. <laughs> yeah. How about a? How about Colin Sexton to OKC? I mean, he's got an ACL tear right well, now. That's the problem. Now I got to know how he's going to recover. Yeah, you know? but, but the Cavs are are pretty good without him yeah you know I it's mean, not like they need him really bad i he, he's always been pretty impressive for me when he's healthy i've always liked him and darius garland either one of them uh but it seems like now that they're probably realizing that they probably only need one of them but uh, they're also very yeah. a weird just a weirdly built team like what they've got they've got freaking uh mobley jared allen and kevin love jared like do you need <sighs> They have so much height. Right. <laughs> they have so yeah. much height. No, the ta- they are they are the tallest team in the league. It just seems like that. I don't know. It seems like they're not. They don't need one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but they have them, and this is America. They do so have them. That's right. That means it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of. I I, I don't think that any any move that OKC makes is not going to be about OKC right now. It's going to be about someone else, someone else approaching OKC. I think. Yeah, you may I don't be think, right. I don't think we're in a, we're not in a buying position at the moment. That will happen potentially as early as next season. More likely the following season, we will become buyers and we will probably try to make a big splash. Um, a la the Kendrick, per- Kendrick Perkins trade. From many, right. many, many moons ago. Yeah. Or the Paul George trade. Or yeah, trade. 
I almost, I almost thought for a second we picked him up in free agency, but it was summer. That's why I thought that. Well, we kind, we kind of did pick him up in free agency, but it wasn't a real free agency because I'm not sure that, well, I don't want to think about those years. <laughs> <laughs> those were, those were some, some affecting years in many different ways. That's for sure. Presti will do something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it'll be minor or major, but something will happen. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know like what else is going to happen with the rest of the league either. Like, I, it, yeah, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if nothing major happens. It just feels like I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of momentum one way or another. I mean, with the, yeah, ben, the Ben's, there's not a lot of rumors. The Ben I guess. Simmons black hole has like sucked up all of the energy. Uh, from the league, it seems, in terms of, of trades. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I really do think that if some weird situation ends up putting James in Philadelphia next year, then we have a lot to think about. If James goes, James and Embiid in Philadelphia would be a extremely dangerous situation. Yeah. That would be a very, very difficult team to beat. Like there's no, I, I would put them at title favorites if if they were if he were to be there with them. I mean, de- depending if is especially if they were able to keep like Tobias Harris, or you know shore up. Uh, I mean, th- yeah, I don't really think they even need to change anything as long as they don't have to lose all of their like parts, like right. Seth Curry and um, Danny Green's there still, right? Or um. Uh. Is it Danny Green so. or is it um, uh, what's his name who played for us? Uh, I can't remember his name. George Hill. George Hill. I think it's George Hill. George Hill. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Where's Danny Green now? He's not there. I just remember him guarding somebody somewhere else. I will look it up. Oh, is he a Laker? Yeah, he's a Laker. Yeah. No, he's not. See. He's in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I think, then where I think is, George Hill's uh, not not. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is George Hill back? Is George Hill not in Milwaukee or something? Where is he? I thought he was in uh, he Philly. Is. He's back in Milwaukee. Yeah. Wow. What, what the heck, man? How am I getting all confused? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Danny it's Green crazy played for the Lakers up, two years ago or three years ago. That's why I thought that. Um, yeah, it is hard to keep up with these these days. <laughs> More so these days than. NBA fans kept uh, up with that kind of stuff in the '90s or even the mid 2000s. It's just, by the way, fellas. It looks like the uh, 49ers and Rams are going to go into halftime tied at seven. So another pretty decent playoff game. Looks like it's a foot. Man, another tight. Imagine one. if this one went to overtime. <laughs> That'd be fun. Sign me up. In the month of January, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Steph Curry have both shot 31.3 from percent from three. Hmm. That's a fun fact. I don't know if it's very fun if you're a Steph Curry fan. <laughs> or or may, maybe it's a really fun time if you're a Giannis fan. Yeah. I think I'm more of a Giannis fan than a Steph Curry fan, obviously, but oh, I have yeah. no more ill will towards Steph. I don't think that there the universe could create a more unhateable person than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. <laughs> uh Clay Thompson. Uh Clay Clay can I mean, Clay has made me hate him before. <laughs> Clay has well, made me hate I mean, him. I mean, 
I feel like Giannis has made me hate him the same way as when he stepped out of bounds. That <laughs> when time. he stepped out of bounds. Oh, that yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But that, to be fair, in, in, in his defense, that like it's not like he was the one that didn't overturn that obvious call. That's true. He's not going to tell the rest. So I think I stepped out of bounds. Honestly, though, what if he did? I, I, but I would, what if he I did? Would, I would not be surprised if it comes out later. That, like he's like, I told them, I told the ref that I stepped out, but they wouldn't change the call. <laughs> I wonder what a ref would do if a NBA player confessed. Like, hey, I actually stepped out of bounds. Would they overturn it? I wonder. I don't you know. know Honestly, I bet they do it all the I time. I, I, I bet. I bet they were like, hey, Jeff, go back watch that tape. I fouled him. <laughs> they just say it like at the end of the game. I fouled him. You missed it. I fouled him. It kind of seems like NBA refs would have an arrogance about no, their that's, calls yeah, to, the, to be like, ego. no, definitely. Nope. You didn't. Complete, I saw it completely ego. I mean, see, that's where I would be like a hilarious, like a personality in the NBA. Like I would just do like weird show tunes about it. Like the game would be over. It was, like, you know, the crowd booed and blah, 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 blah. And then I walk by the ref and I'd be like, we both know what we know. <laughs> <laughs> like things like that. <laughs> and then the ref would like have to deal with that. And the next time I saw the ref, I would just wink at them and be like, <laughs> I would just call, I would call every single thing like as close to the book as possible, especially in gar garbage time, just so like it would just take so long. I would just, <laughs> I would want to upset everyone and all 20,000 people in the arena. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a carry. You carried right there. Man, I'm just trying to run the clock out now. It's a carry. <laughs> it's like, you should have dribbled then you if you wanted the clock to keep dribbled. going. That's an eight second call. <laughs> have, you, have you guys ever thought about if you were an NBA player and the ref missed a call, how you would personally approach that in the heat of the game, like approaching the ref? I've thought about that quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I want to know. Have you guys ever thought about that? Oh, I think about it all the time. How, how would you approach him, Jeremy? Uh, so I would try to be as articulate and verbal as possible with my shit talking. Uh, for example, <laughs> you, sir, are not very good at your job. Maybe, maybe a backpack kind of like, that's okay. You'll get it next time, buddy. Yeah, that would definitely get you a team. <laughs> Straight up, that would it would be a fun team. one, though. Oh, it, would it would be, be such hilarious. a fun one. <laughs> and then the fans would see that that was all that I said, you know, when they watch the replay, and they'll be like, "Man, the refs are stupid." <laughs> I uh, fantasize about humiliating a ref for a bad call as an NBA player. That's what goes through my brain. I like to think oh, that saying. I would say I would do that thing, but chances are I would probably just take a swing at one of them and then get thrown out, and <laughs> get kicked out of the league. Here's the thing. <laughs> I led my district in technical fouls and ejections in fourth grade. And I got to say. <laughs> fourth, they ejected fourth graders? Oh, yeah. I was a menace. I was a, an embarrassment to my mother in those games. My like, gosh. Was, that is the, my favorite I thing argue, that I've ever argued. learned about you. That is excellent. I argue, argued, argue, argued with the referees. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely, I would definitely, I would definitely get teed up a lot. <laughs> I would not, I would not be able to hold back the fact that they were completely stupid and wrong. Quite <laughs> recurring. It was quite a recurring instance for me to get a technical foul. <laughs> That's I pretty got great. Lots, so many talks from my coaches. 
you you can't do that if you want to play like that's i don't know how else to explain it to you (laughs) well i i the good news is i think i know the title of this episode now (laughs) fourth fourth grade menace (laughs) that's right oh that's that's so great if there is a video footage of that anywhere i would pay money for it I because I wore oh man I wore those awful 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 laceless Ed One shoes. Just look up. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you remember them, but look up laceless Ed One. They were like cloth on the outside. It was. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. It's. I haven't seen. I have two thousand. I have no no memories oh, of yep. my time in sports. It kind of looks like a boot, kind of, a little bit. <laughs> like a cross between a tennis shoe and a boot. Is that the one you're talking about? The one you kind of pull yeah. on and they got to go up your ankle? Uh, hold on, let me see. I might be able to put one in the chat. Uh, <laughs> no, not those boots. Not the ones that actually look like basketball shoes. These were not, <laughs> these were not meant to be playing basketball in. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, well, they look a lot like Marbury twos. Look up a Marbury two. <laughs> okay. And that's pretty much what I was wearing to play basketball in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I bet you looked fresh, though. That's the important thing. I, I did in my <laughs> weirdly fitting shorts. And my jersey half tucked in. Set a screen. It's right out of the NBA. I would taunt. Yeah, I would taunt a little bit after every screen, <laughs> and then if it was a pick and pop, I would miss the shot, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would clap my hands together from the, the frustration <laughs> and how close I was. <laughs> there, was, I did. I had one game winner. I had a one game winner. Oh, nice, nice. It was complete luck. It was like uh, just shoot everyone. Everyone that had the ball there was being yelled at to shoot it. And then finally I had it with like one and some change left. And I, it was just a turnaround quick little baby hook. <laughs> nice. I, uh, but, uh, I played on my eighth grade basketball team and I was strictly a garbage time player, usually because <laughs> we were losing. Cause we never, I don't think we ever really won that year. <laughs> But there was a there <laughs> like, was a play like even figuratively like I don't <laughs> think we ever really won. <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> even when the score was in our favor, we really did. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't feel like we won. Oh man! But there was a game I believe versus Anna Darko where I drove baseline and I think the player tried to take a charge, but they called it a blocking foul. Knocked both free throws down. Nothing but net on both shots. That's my basketball career. No, you, I, I mean, I, I did play at the, at the you, Y, of course, a, too. But. You have a silky jumper. I know that from experience. <laughs> Sometimes I get in a zone. I do. Uh, do you guys remember that one time where I got way too excited about blocking Sarah? And I did <laughs> yell that I did. <laughs> I, was. I do. I do remember that. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's fun. I, I remember we used to play basketball. I miss that it. That was good times. We don't live in the same city, let alone the same state now, so it's tough to do that. 
they're tough to play a basketball game on Zoom. I literally had this daydream the other day about this whole virtual reality future crap that I hate. I was like, someday they're going to have NBA is going to be played all virtual. Every player is just going to be like in their own little space. And it's going to be like somehow they're going to just connect everything together. <laughs> That's going to be sad. I'll be dead. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Yep. All right, coming up here, who are we playing? Well, we're playing the Trailblazers tomorrow. We're playing the Mavs Wednesday, Trailblazers again on Friday, the Kings on Saturday, and then, of course, if we podcast next Sunday, um, we'll be looking forward to the Wait. Thunder playing the Warriors next Monday. Eddie, do you, have a, do you have a today in history? Oh, I do, I do. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. go ahead, knock it out. Uh, so the, the the top one is is boring, and I don't like him, but you can go ahead and try to guess. Uh, you'll you'll figure it out instantly. He had 60 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds uh, on January 30th, 2018. It's got to be Kyrie. 60, 10, and 11. Is it Kyrie? No. I, I'm pretty sure he's the only This guy is the, this is like the only time in NBA history that this a 60-point triple-double. 60-point triple-double? My goodness. Oh, James. Is it James? Yeah, James Harden against freaking yeah. oh, the Orlando okay. Magic. So, like, it doesn't even really count. Another uh, Brooklyn net. But there is a fun one here at third on my list. 52 points, five rebounds, two assists, uh, and 70% from the field. In 42 minutes. I wow. would be very surprised if you guys guessed this one. It was back in tw- tw- 2010, Portland against Dallas. 52 points, mm. five rebounds, two assists, two steals. 2010. 2010. Was a person playing for Dallas or Portland? Uh, Portland. Oh, fuck. And okay. they, they um, won. 2010. Is it Bonzi Wells? No. Ah, gosh, I don't know. He, what's, um, it, what's it? Lamarcus Aldridge? I, no. I, okay. I will give you a hint. Um, he looks like uh, a uh, an actor that was in the movie Uncut Gems. But it's not, I mean, obviously, it's not Kevin Garnett. He never played for Portland. Um, Whoa. He looks like an actor in Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. He looks like Lakeith Stanfield, maybe? Nope. Hmm. Who else is in that movie? Um, I'm just going to keep guessing people that I think are on that team. First of all, there's like one, there's like two like Spaniards or like, I don't know, either Spain, Spain or Argentina, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Was it Rudy Fernandez? No. He played for Portland back then, okay. I think. Okay. And I, that, and I can't think of who the other – there was an Argentinian guy on that team I can't think of. Is it someone that's still good today? No. he was No, he's okay. old. He's not been in the NBA in many years now. Is it Gerald Wallace? No. Is it Elton Brand? <laughs> it is not. Weird guess, but for some reason that name popped in my mind. Mr. Andre Miller. Wow. Oh, Andre Miller. That's right. Yeah. 
You know what? I bet he was in the league like already 12 or 13 years at that point. Like maybe 11. <laughs> he literally he was in the league he, a long time. He, his first season was in 99-2000. So yes, this hey! was uh, so 11th. This was this is yeah, yeah. his 11th season. Portland. Yeah. Uh, he averaged 14 points uh, per game that year, but had 52 points in this game. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that <laughs> certainly did, helped they did his win. average. They did win. Now I gotta look up their roster. Hold on, I gotta look up this roster because they were they were players. I am, liked am I the, yeah, am I crazy the, that I have always thought that Andre Miller looks a lot like? Uh, um, uh, I thought he looked like the dad from Smart Guy. You remember that no. show? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look it up now. I, 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 What's his I, name? He does. What's the? Fr- uh, oh my gosh! I'm uh, my brain. I can't think of his name. Adam Sandler. He looks like Adam Sandler. Am I the only one in the world that thinks that? Really? Yes, I am. I, Let me look I, up. I don't not see it, but I wouldn't have thought it. I have all from the first time I saw him, I was like, "That's a, it's Adam Sandler. It's the Adam Sandler of the NBA." You have okay, said yeah, yeah. I can kind of see it a little bit, a little like a, a little bit of the long face. It seems like not a metaphorical long face. Yeah, I can maybe see that a little bit. Andre Miller. I remember him. He played for some good teams. He played for a number of teams. Cleveland, the Clippers, Denver, Philadelphia, yeah. Portland, Denver again. Played for San Antonio Washington. while it looks like. Uh, did he? He played. It's on this list. He played for San Antonio in his last season. Mm. He played yeah. 13 games for San Antonio. <laughs> okay, now I'm looking at their whole roster. Oh, my gosh. Luke Babbitt. Oh, gosh, Luke Babbitt. God, there's a blast uh, from the past. 14th season Marcus Camby. <laughs> God, these are some fun names. <laughs> there is still an active player on this roster, though. Patty Mills. Oh, uh, then two active players. Yeah. Nick Batum. Nick Batum. Three, I guess, because LaMarcus Aldridge also. <laughs> is LaMarcus Aldridge on that team? He was he playing for is Portland. Wesley Matthews, is Wesley Matthews not active? Yeah, Wesley oh, Matthews I was is too. Only, I was only looking at uh, at the Trailblazers. Now I'm looking at the Mavs. No, Wesley oh, Matthews gotcha. on the Blazers in this in this season. Oh, he didn't play on that in that game. I was looking at the box score. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the other the oh the Argentine I was thinking about was Fabricio Oberto. Oberto. Mm. Yeah. And then Joel Prisbilla. Tenth <laughs> season for Joel Prisbilla. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, and then the fourth season for Brandon Roy. Do you guys remember uh, this guy? Yeah, Brandon Roy. Rodrigue Beaubois. Do you remember him? Oh, wow. Uh, I do remember Dallas. him. Yeah, I remember Did, him. The man, French but guy, didn't the we guard. draft him? Didn't we draft him and then he, we sent him? Isn't that what happened? Yes, we did draft him in the first round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2009. I remember that. The 25th pick. Because I wanted him. I wanted him. I remember that. I was mad that we sent him. Oh, man. He played four seasons for Dallas. He never averaged more than eight points a game. He was on that championship team, right? Yeah. But the, Dallas, yeah. I think he was a, a bench guy. Him. Yeah, he got a ring. He got a ring, probably made a little bit of money. Let's see what he made. And imagine if there was a website like this for your jobs, for like the, just regular people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Man. I don't see. He made... Yeah, he made almost six million. Good for him. 
Come in, play four years. I mean, it's like just going to college in the NBA, but you make $6 million instead of go $6 million in debt. <laughs> Good Great for comparison. this dude. Bobois. Rodrigue Bobois. Yeah, a good name to boot. That's true. A good name. All right, that's all I got this day. Boring day all right. in NBA history. That was a great one. That was I'm a fun a one, yeah. yeah. Question, should we do predictions for this week? What do you guys think? I could go either way. Uh, <laughs> we might as well. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking probably one win for us. I'm, I'm hoping we'll get a win. We haven't had a win in a long time. I would like a win. It, you know, it would be nice. So um, one, the only home game is tomorrow, and then the other games are on the road. So, And they do have a back-to-back on the road, too, Portland and Gross. Sacramento. Oh, that's terrible. At least they're kind of close together. And they're probably not going to have to deal with that freaking weather that they dealt with last week. Yeah, that's true. We never talk yeah. about that, but that was crazy to hear about. Oh, we might have to deal with that weather this week. I, uh, you know, I, I'm fine with the cold. I'd like for my heat and electricity to stay on, though. Yeah, I don't really. want We to. get a storm coming down here, Jeremy, in the in the in the center of the country. Oh, nice! In the South Central, uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday is what it's saying. Put some uh, pictures on social media. Hopefully, it's just snow, and we can all have a great time. But you know how this state is. I I do. I know it well. Yeah. Kind of missed that actually. This way, it was sixty-eight degrees today for a high, so we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, three days. You see, you (laughs) miss seasons. You don't enjoy all the time good weather always. (laughs) I heard you like seasons. I definitely do. Yeah. (laughs) So we put all of them in the same day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of miss that. uh, Like, oh, there's something coming, like an ice storm or a snowstorm. It could come or it may not come. Everyone will have to see. Everyone talk about it all the time, all day. Like fires, though, right? So, yeah, but that's not as fun. (laughs) Just like the fires. I much prefer snow. (laughs) (laughs) I much prefer natural, natural disasters. I suppose. Are there there fire days (laughs) in California? (laughs) Not to my knowledge, but there probably should be. Uh, I'm gonna go two and two. I'll, I'll stay positive. I think they'll get one of those Trailblazers games, and I'll, I'll pick them to beat the Kings, too. Victor, what do you think? How many do we have again? Four. You know four. you know, you want to say 0 and 4. You know you want to say I'm gonna. I want to. I'm going to say 1 and 3. I, I, I am going to like, say 1. I like that we all have a little a tiny bit of hope. Just a tiny bit left. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everyone else's uh, scouting report is kind of jacked. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I do think that when a player is is missing from a sig- uh, a significant like starter is missing from a team, it does shake things up often for the better. Um, at least to start off with, you know, maybe not in the long term, but that's true. I'm I'm feeling hopeful about this game against Portland tomorrow. Yeah, home game. I mean, they they lost that game in very dramatic fashion in overtime. Um, I think I think they're thirsty for a win. Honestly, would, I think it would I think be really nice done. if we could win at least two games in January and not just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I happen to agree. Okay, anything else, guys? Negative. No. Nope. All right, and with that, thanks so much for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. Follow us on social media 
at podcast underscore thunder on Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy the games and enjoy your life. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye now.